Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Okie dokie. Are we ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, this morning, it seems a bit loud over here. This morning, we're in for one of two things. It's either going to be a joy or a challenge. And I have a little bit of um, a head start on you guys in that I know what I'm going to say. So, challenge is probably where we're going to go. Who's happy with that? Yes. I'm glad you are, because today you're going to feel uncomfortable. I'm not. You are. I'm happy with that. It's all good. It's going to be great. This morning you will not leave here the same way you came in. Okay? Why? You're going to make a good choice today. You're going to make a good choice today. Okay. Today we've got a topic... Header there, part three of Just Ask It, walking the line. Walking the line. Okay. So our series is Just Ask It, and we're saying that it's the question that answers just about anything. You ask this question, and it will help you in every decision that you choose or want to make. So, who's been listening? What's the question? Let me help you. What's the question? <laughs> After three, one, two, three. What's the wise thing to do? But not just what's the wise thing to do. What's the wise thing to do in light of my past experience? What have you learned? What helps make this decision wise? What's God done before that can help me now? What pain have I experienced? What sorrow have I been through that I don't want to go through that again? Current circumstances. Where am I today? Is it wise for me to go and buy that car when my circumstances are I don't have a job? Is it sensible? Is it the wise thing to do? God, what do you want me to do? in this what's the wise thing for me to do in terms of my future hopes and dreams is this decision going to affect the rest of my life the hopes and dreams that I have the dreams that God has birthed inside of you perhaps what's the wise thing for me to do and today we're going to talk about something which will make you all shiver. Temptation. See, look, the room went cold. And the heating is definitely on. (laughs) Okay. What's the one thing that all of your biggest regrets have in common? 
Have a thing. What's the one thing all of the biggest regrets that you have have in common? They've all got something in common. You were there before it, during it, and you carry it after it. You were there for the whole thing. That's what they all have in common. It was about you. You were there for your biggest regrets. Sometimes you may have been aware of what you were doing. Other times, because of bad decisions and intoxication, you may not have been aware of what you were doing. Okay. But... You were there for the whole thing. And then when it's happening, and just before it's happening, in the whole situation, you begin to make excuses. Yes, I know, I do it myself. We make excuses for the things we do wrong. We perhaps begin to have this very, very simple thought which triggers some of the thoughts. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with a coffee. There's nothing wrong with a drink. I'll just have one. I'll just pop round. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with. I'm not hurting anybody. Wow. You see, in life, it's a bad idea to assume that if something isn't wrong, then it's right. Bad idea. Just because it's not wrong doesn't mean that it's right. So... I'm a big fan of food. In particular, I do like a really good kebab. I could go out, I could purchase three or four kebabs. I could then sit there with my three or four kebabs. And slowly but surely, after delicious kebab, after another delicious kebab, make my way through it. There's nothing wrong in it, but is it right? My body would say, this is not right. My taste buds would say, thank you. (laughs) I can sit down on my sofa and I can put a box set on, on a Friday night. I can shut myself off from the rest of the family with my kebabs. and watch the entire box set that's in front of me. I can isolate myself from it. I can enjoy every episode, one after another. There's nothing wrong with it. But as my family would tell you, it's probably not right. It's not right. Hmm. If you're a Christian here today, then we're commanded by the Bible to do something incredible. There's right and there's wrong. 
and then there's God's way of doing things. It's above. It's a whole new level. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's what's the wise thing to do. That's God's way. What's the wise thing to do? If you're not a Christian here today, God invites you to the same thing. To live above right and wrong. What's the wise thing for me to do? You know, today we're going to look at how we make our moral decisions. Okay? And here's a statement for you. Bad moral decisions are generally preceded by a number of unwise decisions. All those regrets that you had flowing around in your mind at the beginning when I said, what do they all have in common? They're all preceded by a number of bad decisions. They don't just happen. There's a build-up. There's the coffee. There's the popping round. There's the... Oh, oh no. Because it builds, doesn't it? Now, it doesn't matter if you go to church regularly or not this morning. This will help you. Because when we realise that it's those small little decisions that get us closer and closer to the line that we're walking on. All of a sudden, we're walking the line. We're at danger of crossing over into that no return. Into that area of no return. And we say to ourselves time and time again, there's nothing wrong with, 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 ah! as we fall over the edge, as we're walking the line. There's nothing wrong with lunch. We've got to eat. It's just lunch. It's fine. There's no problem with lunch. Dave and Leanne came to our house for lunch. Lunch is not a problem. You have people around your house for lunch? I have people around my house. Lunch isn't an issue. There is no issue with lunch. You're not telling me there's a problem with lunch. Because there is not a problem with lunch. Is there a problem with lunch? There's no problem with lunch. What's wrong with it? What about dinner? There's no problem with dinner either. You've got to eat. Okay? Yes, there were six of us going out originally. Now it's just me and her, or her and him. But everyone else pulled out. We're just, there's no problem. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with working late together. We've got to get work. It's got to get done. Work has to be done. There's no issue with it. It's got to happen. And while I'm there and I'm working late, am I confiding? Well, you know, this person, I'm having difficulties at home and I can confide in them. They're they're just listening. And I'm listening to them. We're just confiding and listening. There's nothing wrong with confiding and listening. There's nothing wrong with popping round. Who used to do that when you were a kid? Your parents, they'd be driving, we're just going to pop in and see your nan and granddad. There's nothing wrong with popping round. I popped in to see my nan and granddad. I can pop in on the way home. Just you know, They, they, they were ill today. We're going to pop in. Just going to 
divert in and everything okay. You know, I, I did that with my, my grandparents. I just popped in. In fact, popping in is God's will. Because I need to know they're okay. <laughs> we say things like this, don't we? Oh, there's nothing wrong with a hug. There's nothing wrong with a hug. Nothing at all. You know, it's just, you know, a hug. You know, person needs to feel better. It's just a hug. Let's change this up a little bit. Okay. So, EastEnders is on. And we see the scene. They have a lunch together. They work late together. They have dinner together. They're confiding and listening to one another. And we're watching, we're going, Oh, something's happening. <laughs> we can see it. And then, maybe they just have the moment. Eyes gazing into one another. And there's a hug. And then it's dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and the frustration kicks in because you know what's happened. The hug has led to more than a hug. You've seen it happening. Not only are you frustrated that you don't like her because she's awful in it. And why is he with her? Not only is it that you don't like it because it's like, oh, he does this with all the girls and she's foul for it. Oh, you know, but maybe it's a friend of yours and you can see what's happening. They're meeting this person for lunch then they're meeting this person for dinner and they're just they're popping around and they're spending too much time together. You, and you can see your friends getting closer and closer. It's like you call your friend out on it. What are you doing? Whoa! The, the line is here. There's the line. I'm at least three feet away from the line. I'm nowhere near the line. It's all good. I've not done anything wrong. And do you know what? You're right. You haven't done anything wrong. But where's the line? And your friends have seen it and they've recognised it. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with. You know, it's not wrong, but it just doesn't seem right. Okay, let's, let's get really uncomfortable. It's you. You know, you're just popping in to make sure they're okay because they haven't been at work and you've spent so much time confiding in them lately that, you know, you've got a real relationship, a connection that's going on between you and... Just popping in. And we stand there and we look at ourselves and we say, there's nothing wrong with. And we begin to walk the line. Friends say, hey to us, look, the line's there. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. The lion is nowhere near me. And slowly but surely, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with. And everything's changed. 
because of a series of bad, unwise decisions. Walking the line is fantastic when you're on a diet. I've got 500 calories that I can eat today. So I'm having all 500 of my calories today. <laughs> it's the best thing to do. Max out. Do your absolute utmost in that diet to take every last little piece that you can. Okay? You will enjoy it. Maybe you want to go to the shops and you've got a budget. You've got a budget. You've got your, you know, I've got my clothing budget. Max out your clothing budget. Do it. It'll be fantastic. You'll look good. You'll feel good because you're on the diet. It's excellent. I'm having a good time. I'm maxing out what it is I've got. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, you've said, oh, I'm going to be in at 10. If you've said you're going to be in at 10, don't come in at 8 o'clock. Max out the time. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. Have fun. Use those two hours when you don't have the children screaming at you. Maximize it. Have, do what you said I'm going to be in it. Make the most of it. Walk the line. Do it. Maybe get into work at 8 o'clock when you start. At 8 o'clock. Just get there. At 8. <laughs> I get paid from 8. I'm arriving at 8. The business is not getting an extra 5 minutes out of me today. <laughs> nah. Walk the line in your time. It's great. See, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you have a couple of extra calories? It's no big deal. I've had a bad day. Let's start again. You spent £10 more than you should have on a pair of shoes that you really wanted. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Um, you'll survive. You will be okay. With your time, maybe you get late into work on one day. Is it a problem? It's no big deal. We're okay. It's just, you know, 10 minutes. But when it's a moral decision, when it's about relational things, and we walk the line, and we cross it, especially when it comes down to issues to deal with things like our sexuality, then... It creates extraordinary regret. Extraordinary regret. You know, we, are, we all have stories, don't we, of things we wouldn't do again. Those, cross the line. You see, we have a loving Father in God. And the Bible tells us so. And as that loving Father... What would we expect God to say to us? It's okay. Just do it. You'll be fine. What's the worst that can happen? Just be careful. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We'd expect our loving Father to say to us, Stop. You're too close. Come back. 
from the line. When we're walking down the street with the kids, where are my children? Are they walking down the curb? Or am I in between them and the curb? I put my children to the inside. Why? I want to look after them. I don't want them walking the line. One slip and that's it. Gone forever. Just because I didn't get in the wet. Nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's a book in the Bible. Wonderful thing, the Bible, full of lots of books. 66 to be exact. There's a book called... 1 Corinthians, and it's a letter that the Apostle Paul writes to a brand new church. These are new Christians in a new church. They're not Jewish, so they don't really understand Jewish ways of thinking, but they're what we call in church circles, pagans. Yeah. So this brand new group of Christians don't know how to do church. They have no idea of the concept of what church is, how it works, how God wants us to live. They've got no idea at all. So they're living out what they used to do with a new God in place. And things went on in that church that we cannot even talk about in church. There's some seriousness going on in there. It was, you know... Prostitution was encouraged in the church. In the church. In Corinth, their society, the culture of it, was very, very similar to where we are today. You just do what makes you feel good. Yeah? Do what makes you feel good. You're not hurting anybody. You just, you do, what you, just do what feels good. And then this is what Paul says to this church. In 1 Corinthians 6.18, flee from sexual immorality. It's an incredible little word, flee. It means to run away from as far as possible. Flee, go, get out of here, run away. Don't play hangman with it. Trying to fill in the blanks without filling in the blanks. Okay? Flee. As a husband, this is what I want my wife to do. Flee from sexual immorality. As a wife, wants her husband to do exactly the same. Flee from sexual immorality. As a dad... I want my kids to flee from sexual immorality. As a brother, I want my sister to flee from sexual immorality. As a friend, I want my friends to flee from sexual immorality. Hmm. But do we think the same is true when we think of it as... There's nothing wrong with He then goes on to say these words. All other sins a person commits. 
Paul does something here which has taken centuries for psychologists to work out. Okay? He knew this back then. That everything else to do with the sinful nature is different to sexual immorality. Because when it's to do with sexual immorality, it's you. It's you. This affects you as a person. At first you think that it's just physical. It's just physical. It's just physical. There's no, there's no problem. You know, it's just a physical thing. And as you get older, you start to realise something. That this isn't just a physical thing. My soul's being affected by this. My soul is different. Flee from sexual immorality. All of the sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. When it comes to anything sexual or immoral in that sense, run away. Flee. Flee. Get out of here. Now, this verse is not about forgiveness. It's nothing to do with forgiveness. You see, we have this concept that we can do something so wrong that God can't forgive us. Yet, when Jesus is confronted with a woman in the New Testament who's caught in the act of adultery, how does he approach her? People drag this woman to him and say, we've got a stoner. She's got to die. Jesus says, let him without sin cast the first stone. He then says to her, where are the people that condemn you? They're all gone. But don't do it again. Just don't do it anymore. I forgive you. Just try not to do it again. Live differently. Live a higher way. It's not about forgiveness, you see. It's about consequence. It's about consequences. This is about protecting you as an individual. Not whether you can be forgiven for your actions or not, because that's really got nothing to do with it. It's about the consequences. Today it's about the consequences. Maybe different another day and another message, but today it's about the consequences. At the end of this verse, Paul says the most freeing and incredible statement. He just ties the whole thing together and he does it so well. You see, it's about taking a higher standard. Now, it doesn't matter today, okay, what you think your sexuality is. Whether you think you're straight or you're gay, whether you're married one, two, three times, whether you're living together and you're not married, it's got nothing to do with any of that, but it has got everything to do with this. Therefore, honour 
God with your bodies. So when you go into a situation, I want you to ask yourself a question. Is what I'm about to do honouring to God? Is this going to honour God? Because if it's not, we know where we're at. Whose standard are we living to? There's a different way. There's a higher way. Yes? Yes. Yes. There's a higher way. There's a better way. Will this honour God? And I can see you looking at me and you've just said, Rob, every single thing that I would do when I leave my house, that was fun. You've just taken away from me. I haven't. (laughs) Still have fun. But is it going to honour God? What's the wise thing for me to do? It's not, how close can I get? Can I play hangman without putting the vowels in? It's not about that. What's the wise thing for me to do? You see, culture, and the culture we're in, it baits us to the line. Yeah, if we cross the line... The culture we're in chastises us for it. We see it everywhere. It's in films, it's in soap operas, it's in adverts, it's in music videos. And they're all baiting us to the lie. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with. She's what? She's pregnant? Oh, no. That's... No, 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 no. You see, culture pushes us to it, and then when you do it, it goes, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done it. What did you do that for? You've only gone and done exactly what it is. You've seen so many people on your television screens and in adverts do it. Yet, the culture in chastises you for doing what it is they've been programming you to do. That's why God's way is this higher standard. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. That higher standard. That other way. Not what culture tells you to do. God, God's way. God's way. You see, psychologists would say that around 90% of people that they have in to see them that have long-standing major issues are there because of something sexual. It's incredible. Because it affects us in ways that nothing else does. It affects us in ways that nothing else does. And that's not a condemnation of anything that may have happened to you or what you've done. It's just the truth of what sexual immorality does. If you don't like the term sexual immorality, maybe we can change it a bit and call it behaviour. We'll call it behaviour, yeah? The effect that the behaviour has on you, okay?
So, in light of my past experience, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do? What's the wise thing for me to do? When you get a choice to go over to the house to stay, what's the wise thing for me to do? Laying a bet on the horse, what's the wise thing for me to do? I've got an addiction in some way, some shape, some form. What's the wise thing for me to do? Don't expose yourself to it. That's the first thing. But who knows it's easy to stand here and tell you. Totally different thing to live it. We get that. Think through what you should do and just ask it. What's the wise thing for me to do? One thing that you probably have in your mind right now is these words. But nobody else is living like that. Nobody else is doing that. You know what? That's a great statement, and it's probably true. It's not an argument. But nobody else is living like that. You can shout it at me all you like. It's not going to change a thing. It's still not an argument. Because what are we really saying when we make a statement like, but no one else is living like that? We're really saying this. And I want to be the same as everybody else. I want the same regrets as everybody else. I want the second marriage like the... No, hang on. I want the emotional scars that... No. No, you don't. No, you don't. You've already got enough of all of that. You don't need any more. We don't need to continue living the way that everyone else seems to live. But God's higher level. God's higher level. What's the wise thing for me to do? If we could look at us in 10 years' time... No, hang on. If we could look at us in 5 years' time... Yeah? Okay, in 12 months from now, if you ask this question, every single time you are putting yourself into a position where you thought, I'm walking the line here, would you be healthier? Would you be stronger? Would you potentially be better off financially? Where would you be? What a question. What's the wise thing for me to do? It's one thing to ask it. It's another thing to then apply the answer. But we've got to start somewhere. So let's ask. God, what's the wise thing for me to do? We're going to work late. <laughs> Not on your own. We're going to go for dinner. Not just the two of you. You know, my marriage isn't going so great and I need someone to confide in. Confide in your wife. That will make your marriage better. 
That's probably why it's not great. Confide in each other, grow together, communicate. But it's easy for me to stand here and say that. Who's ever been in a situation with their partner where they've had a proper, full-on barnstorming argument? The last person that you want to confide in is the person you're having an argument with. But what's the wise thing to do? Be the bigger person. I have to be the bigger person in my relationship all the time. <laughs> Laura's now looking at me. Came like this. It's all over. No. But we have to take the higher ground with each other sometimes of what's the wise thing for us to do. Sometimes it's me laying myself down and saying, well, actually, I need to not think about me and think about you. And sometimes it's Laura laying herself down and saying, well, it's not, it's not about me now, it's about you. That's a marriage. That's, that's what it's about. It's not confiding in someone who's not there. Just not. It doesn't work. What's the best thing for you to do now? In light of all of everything we've said. Now this is something I cannot do for you. I wouldn't even know how you would begin to construct it. But what you're going to do, write it down. Where am I struggling at the moment? Where are the biggest issues I have? Where are the places that I'm at most danger to? And ask the question. Say, what's the wise thing for me to do? I want you to say that back to me. What's the wise thing for me to do? What's the wise thing for me to do? Everything will change. Everything will change. But you've got to ask it. You've got to ask it. Let's be the highest standard God's look, what, uh, that God's looking for, that God's setting. Regardless of whether you'd call yourself a Christian or not, is it not safer? You see, the Bible isn't full of rules and regulations. It's full of fences. God puts a fence in the way and he says... Go beyond this point and you're in danger. You can cross a fence. You can open a gate and walk through. There's nothing stopping you. But God knows with that fence in place, it's safer. And that's what the Bible's there for. It's to give us these fences. Not a whole load of rules and regulations, but a fence to stop us walking the line, falling over the edge. So let's do our best to live at God's higher standard. What's the wise thing for me to do? We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.